So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, no stupid Questions. Hello, everybody. This week's up, folks? It's for real. It's for real. With T Leak like, and Jay. Like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific <laughs> order. I love No <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Questions show. Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is a question for today. No. Wow, wow, like All right. Stupid. So, question. No stupid questions. Jack. No stupid questions. Welcome to this episode. Of <laughs> My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the latest episode. It's been a minute. For the No Stupid Questions show, the show where you have two smart people and one stupid question, or so we think. Or so we think. So, your hosts are, as always, it's me, T. Leak, and... Jag, what's up, people? How y'all doing? Be lovely, Jag. <laughs> oh, thank you, T. Leak. I appreciate that. <laughs> So um, what's our stupid question for today, Jay? So the stupid question for today is, is a hot one. So the question is, is the Supreme Court leading a judicial coup? Hmm. <laughs> I made you pause. It's coup-ish. <laughs> How about that? I think, so, you know what? I think that's the shirt. I don't know if you've seen... There are these shirts that say, what does it say, free-ish? Free-ish? Yeah. Who, you know. who wears that shirt? Oh, I know that... a good friend of ours wears it. But anyway, I think that would be- Black a, people, as in yes, black people are free-ish? black people are free-ish, yeah. Wow. Okay. And you haven't seen that? Actually, I have. So maybe that'll be your next gift. <laughs> maybe. And then, I, I so uh, long story short, total sidebar here. Uh, is uh, excuse the pun sidebar get it uh is coup-ish since we had a coup-ish thing on january 6th coup-ish i love it we need to get that get that get those out anyway what's your thought you know i'm gonna have to say yes on that one i think the supreme court is definitely leading executing orchestrating a judicial coup. Hmm. And how do you define a judicial coup, counselor? Well, I don't know. A judicial coup as opposed to... Well, so I'm talking about the justice system. You know, a coup is a sudden, unexpected, successful action, usually to overthrow the status quo. And I believe that last session of the Supreme Court you know, is the epitome of the Supreme Court ripping up the Constitution and not following the Constitution in order to make decisions which actually don't even, you know, the popular, you know, I don't think those would, would be what the, the popular vote would say they would be. So, so they didn't do the will of the people. I think they just did the will of the special interest groups that they're beholding to. Well, um, let's, let's be clear, though. The will of the people, that's a slippery slope. It is, it's without a doubt. The will of the people back in, you know, 1849 <laughs> was, go, slavery, go. So, you know, I, I, I maybe, do. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. If you had a popular well, on that. Well, yeah, I mean, that, but that's a question, right? It's just because the will of the people says something if, 
Anyway, I agree your, with I agree point. with you, but what makes the example of Roe v. Wade or the instance of Roe v. Wade being overturned, what makes that even more incredible is that it doesn't follow the Constitution, in my opinion, but it also doesn't follow the will of the people. So it, it goes against both. Well, I, even though I, I agree I, with you, that shouldn't be the standard. I am OK with when I say this very generously. I mean, ultimately, and you can, you know, sort of push back on me, the judicial, our whole judicial system is based on interpretation. Without a doubt. The, the problem that I have, so again, I don't think that it has to be a popular opinion because we wouldn't have gotten here today, I, I don't think. I mean, but it was in 1849. But I, I do not believe that they are genuine in this interpretation, you know, you could say that it's not privacy, but then when you, one of the other cases they overturned was this state law in New York regarding guns. And they give it to the states in one instance, but I don't feel like they are being genuine and authentic in this interpretation, which is again, how our, our system works because they are being very, they're being hypocritical in a lot of instances. The second thing that I have to say is that I think that many of their judgments have also been very religious and ethics driven according to a religion, right? Which to me is in total violation of the church and state division. So so I, I feel like there are issues now, whether or not it is a coup I agree with the overthrowing because I do think that it's it's overthrowing the status quo for sure. Um, now again, whether that's a bad thing is because, to be honest, for me now it certainly goes against my my beliefs. But in terms of it being unexpected and sudden, I'm like, this has been a slow moving train. I feel like I've been watching this accident, you know, about to happen. So, so I don't know if that disqualifies it for a coup, but I have to say, as coups go, <laughs> it seemed like we should have been smacking down some things a while ago. So I'll, I'll shut up and let you. Well, so I no, no, no argument on what, what we should have been smacking down a while ago. But, but realize that, you know, our government is designed by people and executed by people and people have flaws. Now, hopefully it's it's robust enough where we can overcome those flaws and, and, and maybe that's the test that we're in right now. But yes, when certain presidents did not fight to, to select justices and allow the next administration to select justices, it left us in a bad place. Now, yeah. So, so, so that becomes more, are they winning or did we give them the game? It's a good question. And, you know, maybe, maybe we, we don't, we didn't realize what the game was. I mean, mm. you don't become, you don't become a Supreme Court justice usually without some experience at a federal level in the court system somewhere. You don't usually become a justice without that. Um, I think it's been president after president, Democratic, 
that has failed to do what they could have done as far as pipelines of justices that may have had a leaning very different than what the court is, is how it's leaning now. Um, so I think the failure started a long time ago. I, I agree with that. I, so, so <laughs> I, this is the slowest moving coup that has ever, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot of other countries history. So maybe I am misspeaking. So um, please let us know. <laughs> but yeah, this feels like something that is, I mean, it almost seems more conspiracy than coup. <laughs> and um, and it wasn't, again, it wasn't, I guess conspiracy doesn't fit it either because it's not like this was secret. Again, like we knew a lot of these things that were going on and was it just a chess game that we just missed some some major moves? Now, you, you, you talked about, um, there was an excellent, excellent article. You talked about this whole concept of what did we miss the boat on and did we give away the game? Did we forfeit the game ultimately? And there was an article in Slate that was talking about, their question was actually, has our justice system stopped working? And interestingly enough, you know, when you talk about a coup and their question is, has it ever really worked? Which I love. I love that as a question because I think it's some it's something that makes you look at things with, with fresh eyes. And they talked about some interesting things that I wasn't aware of um, in terms of, you know, we talk about how important judges are. Right. And, and, and they mentioned that there's 60 judgeships. Six zero. Right. Six zero. Is that the correct word? Judgeships? Judge, judge mm-hmm. positions? <laughs> um, judgeships works. Judge, okay. That are open. And we need to fill those with liberal judges because if, and this needs to happen before the midterms, because if there is a shift in power in the legislature, we will not likely be able to confirm liberal judges. Right. Um, The second thing they talk about in this article is this concept that even when you look at the pipeline for judges, you were mentioning, you know, how these judges get that there are more conservative leaning law school graduates, I'm going to say, even before they become judges, right, but that are put into those roles. And so as a result, what you have is actually, it's almost like the diversity issue we have in a lot of uh, cases where your pipeline was cut a long time ago, and now you're picking from. So again, like you said, it's slow moving. It was it was things that needed to happen to put people in place. I mean, we had an opportunity actually because I understand that the the former guy uh, he didn't he didn't fill all the the judge positions. So yeah. So yeah. So actually, I think that's something that's been neglected in recent terms overall. Yeah, for for quite a few presidents. Mm -hmm. I even think our friend Uncle Bill did not fulfill all the judgeships that he had available to fill. Well, he's just a bill. Yeah, he's only a bill. He was just sitting there on Capitol. (laughs) Whoever knows that reference, good, 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 good. Everybody in our age group group would know that one. You don't. But yeah, what, what is what is disappointing is that and, and, and the current president, Biden, actually started off with some momentum in filling those judgeships. 
Yes. And it was a real focus of his to do that. But somewhere along the line, I don't know, high gas prices. Man, he got a cabinet. He got staffers. He That don't need to fall through the cracks. because Well, but it fell to the cracks. It, yes, it has it fallen through it the cracks. And I think you're in real danger now of being too late to yep. confirm yep. those 60 judgeships. And the real question is, are they really trying to? Are they even trying? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, what, what can we do about that? I feel like there's got to be something to like light a fire. I hate to say it, but call your congressman. You know, we've said that a few times. We've said it. We've said that a few because we've said it a few times, and maybe people not calling. But uh, the amen corner, you gotta be. You got. You gotta call. You gotta call your congressman and say, "Hey, this is priority number one. We don't like what happened with Roe v. Wade. We don't like what happened with these gun laws. We need to get these lower level judgeships done." Yeah, we're watching what's happening, and we have some things to at least, you know, kind of create this pipeline and we're not doing, like, I just can't see how we watch this and we don't have, I mean, these are smart people. We, we thought, we hoped, you right. know, kind of like us, I guess, I guess we could maybe be a president, but you know, these are smart people. And it's like the fact that again, as you said, even that the intention was there, somebody needed to, okay, pass the torch to somebody who's, you know, maybe could keep it going if you got to focus on bigger issues and you got bigger fish to fry, but damn, I mean, just let it just, oh, well, because literally, as I understand it, I mean, I don't have visibility to that, but it seems like it's come to a standstill. And actually one of the other things they mentioned in the article was this focus on attorneys, Mm -hmm. which are, picked by the administrations. So your judges don't move right? from administration to administration. So right. it's just like, it's all this stuff that, I mean, again, we'll include a link to the article in our, um, was that actually an interview with uh, Mark Joseph Stern? Yeah, so I think what you're referencing there is it appears that um, Biden was negotiating with McConnell for a a U.S. Attorney General. Yes. Or a district attorney. That's it. Thank you. Instead of for the judgeship, which outlasts the president, uh, which seems like a, a very bad bargaining position for a for a president to take. So let's get back to this ju- judicial coup. And, and, I, and I guess I'm, I'm sensitive to the point that you, you're right. We do think of a coup as a sudden action, a, you know, you wake up one morning and the, the president is, is ousted and a new president is in. You don't or think there's of people with as, guns in the right, uh, or in behead, the Capitol behead, building? Right, right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. Uh, January 6th in, in the U.S. Imagine that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, if we're going to be technical about the word, maybe it's not a coup because it's happening too fast. But what makes me think it is like, yeah, it happened too slow. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are. Uh, what makes what makes Woo! me think, yeah, it's been a while. We gotta get back into the. We gotta get back into these podcasts. The brain we, we um we took a little summer vacation there. We gotta get it. We gotta get it back going. But it is coolish, and maybe I do need to get that shirt. Um, because I think of the hypocrisy that you talked about. I mean, I, I can't let this show go without talking about 
justice and I hate almost it's almost an oxymoron to use justice and Thomas in the same same sentence but mm. as I read his opinion about why Roe v. Wade needed to be overturned his logic sure seemed to suggest that maybe his marriage needs to be oh yes I've seen illegal uh, with Samuel Samuel L. Jackson didn't he oh I didn't see that oh but, yeah he did uh, he said, no, he said no, why don't we overturn loving yeah, knowing the Loving case, Virginia Loving v. Virginia, uh, which was the case that allowed for interracial marriage. <laughs> Ironically, if you follow the logic, you Jenny. you you follow the logic to a T. It would suggest that the Loving case was wrongly decided, yeah. and it needs to be overturned. So maybe we need to throw that Thomas guy in jail for. Well, that would be, but that that is that is the reason why I don't believe that this stuff is genuine, and that it does it is coolish. Right. So, so maybe we can even change the question to, <laughs> is the Supreme Court leading a judicial coish like you can't <laughs> Is what the Supreme Court is doing coish? Yeah, it may be hard. I, 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 I am, I am behind that hundred percent. Yes, they are. Now let's, let's uh, shift gears a little bit. And we talked a little bit about filling these judgeships. Well, even if we, even if it is coolish, what 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 should we be doing? I mean, and and you and I, we've had shows about democracy. Whether Madam Brown Jackson Jackson Brown, you know, I always get my uh, Jackson Brown, Brown can 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 transform the court. We've talked about. Where, where is democracy? Is democracy on the brink? And it's just interesting because I remember we had this conversation, I think it might have been as, as long as two years ago, where somebody was like, well, it's not that bad. Right. And although as a which, which was said in, Which was said in Germany before um, <laughs> during, during Hitler's rise. And, I laughed you know, to keep it was not that bad. It was not mm. that bad until mm. you wake up and there's atrocities everywhere. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens. The envelope gets pushed a little bit and it gets pushed a little bit. And before you know it, you're a mile you away don't from realize where you exactly. were. Exactly. Especially as you normalize each push, each push of that, that, that border, um, that line. Um, so, so yeah, so what, what, we what should we do, do? What we gonna do now? Well, it's gonna be painful, first of all. I, I don't know how we avoid the pain because you can't undo what has apparently been masterminded over the last 50 years with the Supreme Court and the conservatives. Uh, you're not gonna undo that in, 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 in one swoop. But there is a system in place to fix things. I mean, Congress can always codify laws and not leave decisions to the court. I mean, new laws can be codified and then you don't have this question of interpretation of the of, of the Constitution and what the framers meant in whatever year that whatever amendment is being talked about. But that takes voting and electing and, you know, well, it's, it's not an overnight process. You know, I think I think it's you know we've been talking about voting for a long time, mm -hmm. and you know I go back to this whole concept of I think the, the the statistic I was looking at was that 
There was one study that showed that conservative law students are 11 times more likely to get federal clerkships than liberal law students. That's a problem. Um, and when you talk about that pipeline, right, if you talk about vote and you got shitty options, voting is, 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 is like a piece of the puzzle that can, can still, you know, well, so, you got to get good options. You have to well, have good well, options. Well, so I think it's, it, it's, you know, black folks have said for a while that it's exhausting to be black because it is, right? We got to push. We got to, because there is something we're pushing against. And I think this is now broadened where, you know, white women, all of the people that are affected by this stuff, I mean, obviously the entire, LGBTQ community, these thoughts about rolling back. I mean, obviously the trans community has already been hit. I don't think there's any other um, resource than to, or another an option, then you can't just, your vote is not the only thing. You need to be pushing and advocating. And as Jack said, calling your Congress people, staying on them. And maybe, you know, Jag and I can, can um, cobble together some resources to really help, you know, maybe even, maybe we can even put together some calendar things so you can put it in your calendar where you need to write, call, you know, make your voice known because the loudest person in the room is going to be the one that's heard. And I think a lot of us that thought, oh, it's not that bad. Germany, January 6th, we're, we're quiet. And the loud people are the, the cool people. Right. The state streams that are being loud. And, so we're, and, we're and past. We, so that's an example of how it's not just, it's not that bad. Voting was when, okay, we just need to pick someone new. No. We need to pick someone new. We need to stay in their ass. We need to be very clear about what we're expecting. And when they don't deliver, we need to vote them the hell out of it. Agreed. So I all mean, of those things, this is this is a this is a full life cycle, not a one and done. And we've talked about that before, but I think it is even more dire. I mean, I've been kind of on this path for a minute. So that's that's what I think about. Um, and, and so when I say voting, that's that is just step one. I mean, you need to be an active political animal. You know, animal, All right? Yeah, and and it, and it takes a fight and a struggle, and um, so it's it's animalistic. It's not it's not a a genteel game. Um, you you have to get in the trenches. You have to knock doors. You have to get money. You have to educate. You have to support. You have to recruit. It is a it's a serious it's a serious endeavor, and and we have to take it seriously. I mean, there there was a time I always go back to this, but. You know, right, right, right after blacks were given the right to vote in the American South, they voted in the 90 percentiles before the Jim Crow laws. That's where we need to be. We need to be voting in the 90 percentiles. We need to be giving money to good candidates so that they can get their names out. We need to be recruiting young people to be future leaders. We need to educate them. We need to support them. It is a full-time, all-the-time endeavor, 
And until we take it as that, I think we're going to fall behind the other side. Um, and me, because the other me, side is beating us on that. They're beating us to the punch on that. Well, you know, I always used to, used to, um, one of my biggest things, and I've talked about this before, California has this great education in terms of the candidates, the whatever referendums. So they send out a big, thick book, comes from the Secretary of State. And I used to have these parties where we would all get together and kind of, because these, I mean, it's a big, thick ass book, mm-hmm. but, you know, California, like it or not, they, they had push notes a lot of for stuff that? back to, no, that was the Cliff Notes book. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, this is who's for them. And if you want to know what the four, the proponents of that particular candidate said, you had to go to the website. And so that was the clip. That was the Cliff Notes. The Cliff Notes was, um, and, and so, you know, I know that it feels like a lot, but what, Again, to your point, I would say when we first got the right to vote, we not only voted in the 19th percentile, we voted, we educated one another. We did community events around political stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it was in the fabric of our lives. I think now it's like, I'm going to hang out with my friends and we're going to talk about the latest we have right. got to weave this back into our lives because it is it impacts our lives so much. So I encourage you know people to. Um, that's what I was going to look. At. I thought I had seen a resource where you know they you know help people create parties for civic engagement, and and that's what we need to do. We need to. It needs to be cool, <laughs> and it needs to be easy. And that's the coach in me talking, right? But right. it's like it, it. The harder you make it, the more burnt out people are going to be, and and the less engagement you're going to get. So how can we make it so that it is easy to do because it's it's part of our social circles we're talking about? So uh, did you you know about was okay? Just so make sure that you are one in the know, and two that you are talking to your community members, your your neighbors. That's what we used to do as right. black folks, but also as, you know, I mean, now that everything's online, we don't even, but anyway, so I, I say all that to say, you know, I think when you say it's a it's serious business, especially people that are struggling, are like, I ain't got no time for no more serious business. I got serious business paying my light bill and my... And so it needs to become something that is, invite some friends over and hell, have a light bill party to discuss the, the politics. Right. Um, because so I do the, understand that. The interesting thing about that is, in most places, even your light bill is a political decision. Oh yeah, there's commissions. Because there are utility commissions that yes. will decide how much your light bill rates can change from year yes. to year. And, uh, there is nothing in this country that politics does not touch. I hear people all the time say, oh, I'm not... I, I'm not participating in the political process because they don't do nothing for me. Elected officials don't do nothing. Uh, well, you're right. They probably won't do anything for you if they think you're a voice that they can ignore. But you are impacted day to day by political decisions. If they have to decide what street to repave because potholes are in the streets, that is a political decision. And if you're not part of the process, your street's probably going to be one of the last ones to be repaved. Every, almost everything in our society has a political 
politics impacts. And if you're not part of the system, the system is just going to roll over you. So we just have to change that. Yeah. Have to and change it. One, one show at a time. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we will cobble together some links for you guys. Definitely read the Slate article. So shout out to who am I, who am I pubbing with this? <laughs> I don't know, but we'll um, have a link to it. Yes. And so I think it was uh, actually um, one of the folks that covers um, the White House, senior writer, Mark Joseph Stern, and his interviewer, who's Mary Harris, the writer. So shout out to them for taking a, taking a hard look at this and figuring out what needs to be done. Because I think we do want to act, right? We can't just say, oh my gosh, it's Kuwish. Well, right. Kuwish suggests action, suggests something right. needs to be done and it's not that bad. It's, it's not not that bad. So what are, what are we going to do? to make sure that it is an attempt that is not realized. It's not successful. More to come. No stupid questions, y'all. Yeah. Have a great one. Stay strong. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. (laughs) 